Let's get you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Well, 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 how in the world are you on this Reaction Monday? What in the world are we going to talk about today? Huh? Did anything, what's going on out there? Anything happen? Good, bad? I mean, what's notable? Really? Welcome into the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Well, coaching search is over now. What are we going to talk about? Now what? <laughs> Welcome in to this Reaction Monday. It's good to be back with you after a long holiday for Thanksgiving. Uh, lots of water under the bridge since the last time you and I talked here. Um, you know, and I, I so w- we were off on Friday, so I didn't get to have your reaction to the ball game on on Thursday night. Which, you know, I, that scene. How long ago does that scene? <laughs> I mean, for goodness' sake. That seems like it was a month ago, doesn't it? It feels that way, anyhow. A 17-7 win for Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. And, you know, both defenses really played well. I'm not sure either offense played well. Well, there's one of them I know didn't play well. <laughs> and the other one played just a little bit better. Um, but it was that kind of game. And, but, gosh, it just seems like so long ago. And uh, you've had coaching carousel, you know, turns and twists and undulation and all that kind of stuff. And now all of a sudden you look up and State's got a football coach. So welcome in. However you're listening, wherever you're listening from. Thanks for being a part of the show. And you can be. I hope you'll understand that. Here on Mondays, Reaction Monday, we'll kind of, I'll chime in here with you. We'll kind of pick this show up, hand it over to you, put it down in your lap, and then you can do what you want with the show. So lots of ways for you to be a part of it. You can text me on the Country Please and text line. Number to text the show, 885-3776. That is a 601 number, 885-3776. You can call me on the Divinity phone, the Divinity Equipment phone line. It's 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. Or you can comment on the Murray West live thread. If you're on Facebook, YouTube, hey to y'all. Hey, everybody out there in viewer land online. You can uh, comment right there. Just type in a comment. Hit submit or comment. Pops up right here on the screen. We can make it a part of the show. Just like uh, Kobe was the first to get in today. He actually commented on the live stream even before the show began. Because he has subscribed to the YouTube channel and clicked the bell so he's getting notifications when something's about to happen. And uh, so he went ahead and commented. He said, uh, Kobe said, what do you think about Jeff Levy? Well, that indeed is the question. And we're going to get into some of that with you today. So, and I'll ask you as we kind of get going here, Reaction Monday. The news comes in last night. Jeff Levy, uh, the Oklahoma offensive coordinator, former coordinator at Ole Miss. Prior to that, what, other schools, spent time at Baylor. We go through all that stuff. And... um, Certainly has the you know the offensive pedigree, no question about it. They announced that he's a head coach. Big shindig last night at the airport. A lot of people showed up, and uh, Neil Price, voice of the Bulldogs, got to talk to him and interview him in front of a live crowd, which is pretty neat. Um, if everything goes according to plan, we'll get to catch up with Neil coming up 
here later in the show. He'll jump on to the Divinity Equipment phone line with us. That's all uh, coming up. So you got a new football coach at State. You had the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I'm going to tell you this now. As far as a weekend of watching college football, you know, because of the Thursday night game, you know, I, I've got my problems with it being on Thanksgiving night, but nobody cares. But it does afford you the opportunity to actually sit down and watch, you know, maybe a Friday game. I, I didn't do that. But then certainly to watch some on Saturday, which I did. And, like, I watched, um, trying to think, what was it? Watched Iron Bowl, saw the ending of that, which was uh, incredible. It was a really good ball game. And then I think right after that was over, I, I um, flipped it over to the ending of the Washington and Washington State game, and that was a really good one. So I enjoyed watching some football, too, this weekend. And then the whole coaching thing. So here we are on this Reaction Monday. Coming to your texts, coming to your comments on the live stream. But first, business to attend to. Hey, B. Hey, B. <laughs> I got something to tell y'all, by the way, about Beaver that you don't know. And that's coming up. All right. First of all, here on the uh, Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the Southeast, it is the best sausage, hands down. Steven texts the show, and he says, Hey, Matt, how do you feel about the hire? He says, at least if we lose a few games, we can score some points while losing. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. But you'll win more games, you score more points, right? I mean, that's just generally how that goes. He says, uh, when I left the game after winning in Fayetteville, I remember thinking that was awful. He says, we need some excitement on offense after this year in a major way. And, yeah, Stephen, here's one thing that I can tell you with great confidence is – you know, this is a this is a guy, Jeff Levy, who has done it at multiple places, and that is coached up and put together an offensive unit that rolls out there and is a is an offensive machine. And I'm not saying every offense he's ever coached has been, you know, world class, but I'm saying he's never run one out there that it wasn't really coached up wasn't really a tightly wound unit, and players are executing everything that he calls at a very high level. And it kind of puts the pressure on the defense to, can you stop us? As opposed to, like the other end of that spectrum, would be a lot of what we watched this year for State, which is really most often not putting a whole lot of pressure on the defense to stop you. But generally... A lot of ways stopping yourself and and having a lack of execution across a, you know, a certain number of plays. So, it you know it's going to improve. It's just a matter of like how much and who is it and what's your roster, all those kinds of things. Uh, Flowtown Ghost he texts the show country please and text line and he said, um, what is it? So our basket? Oh, you, you want to talk basketball? Is that what you want? You want to talk? <laughs> basketball yeah, it's off to a good start um in terms of basketball it's got you excited for basketball because you know you get um tolu smith back it might be even better right tim texts the show and he said proud of state they played hard 
He says, and what do you think of not rushing Milrow on fourth and 31? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the end of that Iron Bowl was incredible. And and Milrow is, I've been telling y'all, like he's next-level athlete, unbelievable. Earl with a good laugh said, what are you going to talk about today? Carlos with a question on the country pleasing text line. He says, where is Will Rogers going? I don't know. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't have any really inside information on that. Uh, so you'll have to you know, let me know if and when you find out where he's going to go. All right, so, Kobe, you started it off here today on the Murray West live thread. Speaking of thread, you need anything threaded onto a shirt, hat, or anything else, custom apparel. Murray West is a contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. They've been doing the best stuff anywhere around, frankly, highest quality since 1996. They've been at it a long time. You know, just about every high school in the state, they need team gear. They're sending it to Murray West in New Albany. Uh, Go to their website, murraywest.com. You can see some of the folks they work with and for. uh, Genteel, Prairie Wildlife, Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics, and others there. Just check them out, murraywest.com. So for you, small order, big order, you need your logo embroidered on shirts or hats or promotional items for your brand, your business, your team, your whatever it is. Go there. Trust me. Tell them I sent you. Go to murraywest.com. It's M-U-R-R-Y. So, Kobe, um, I'll start you off with what I tweeted last night after kind of looking and thinking once it became official. Um, it gets The hire of Jeff Levy it gets two thumbs up for me. And I listed some of the reasons. Number one, the offense that he runs and has run at other places, multiple places, it's fun to watch. It's obviously fun to play in. They score points. It's fun to play in. It's fun to watch. Okay. Same token, it's hard for other teams to prepare for and defend. In large part, a lot of it because of how fast they were able to go at times. Right? So I really like that aspect of it. Now, generally, everybody out there can draw it up on paper and make it seem like their offense will do those things. It, it, that Okay, it's almost like talking in broad terms, and I get it. What I'm saying is his offense has actually – that describes his offense at every stop. It's not something he wishes to be. No, it's something that every offense he's coached is. It is fun to watch. It is fun to play in. It is – tough to prepare for, and it's tough to defend. It's a fact. It's not an idea. That's good. This is offense we're talking about. Now, the other thing would be staff connections. When you look at stops and kind of where the tree is um, and kind of where he's been, that leads you to believe that even though he has not been a head coach yet at the FBS level, that, you know, or at the Power 5 level or any level, he hadn't been a head coach yet. Because of the path, it leads me to believe that there, there's plenty of staff connections there. It's, it doesn't have the look to me of someone that's going to struggle to pull a cohesive coaching staff together, which is so important, right, which we have learned. And the third thing is portal connections. Look, when you coach at places like Ole Miss and Oklahoma, okay, 
in leagues like the SEC and the Big 12 in a state like and from a state like Texas. I just believe there's probably going to be no shortage of portal connections, meaning high school coaches on the back end, family on the back end, players directly, other coaches at other schools to be able to work the portal, which, like it or not, this isn't a like it or not discussion right here, but like it or not, it's a reality. You're going to win. you got to do it. you got to, you got to hit that portal and be successful in it every single year over and over and over again, right? which is starting probably today, maybe even already started uh, prior to today. So those three things. The offense is what it is. It's not, hey, it can be this. No, this is what it's been in all the stops. Staff connections, portal connections. And then a few other thoughts here. His time at Ole Miss has to be valuable towards him understanding the Southeastern Conference. I repeat it. Y'all get tired of hearing it. And, Kobe, I'm sure you've heard me say it here on the show. You go to go to the NFL and ask people in the NFL. They'll describe it this way. There's three levels of football. There's the NFL. There's college football. But somewhere in between is the SEC. Okay, so there's value. There's, there's tremendous value in having coached in it, even if it was a short period of time. You coach in it. You're playing against it. You're preparing for it every week. You get a little bit of a taste of what it's really like in this league, and it is different, and it is tougher than other leagues. I don't want to hear about the Big Ten. It's great, wonderful. It's different here. And you need to experience it to really understand that, I believe. I would use some examples at Mississippi State. You know, State hired one time in the past, hired an up-and-coming offensive coordinator from a Power 5 school that everybody thought was a great hire. He was a first-time head coach, first trip as a head coach, too, but had never coached a day in the Southeastern Conference. That was Joe Moorhead. I don't know how he would have been able to understand what was coming. I think he learned the hard way. Versus, you know, you go back even further when State hired Dan Mullen. It's a lot like Levy, career offensive coordinator, coming from a Power 5 school and a highly recruited program. Of course, Mullen and them had won national championships. Okay, but it was in the SEC at Florida. He fully understood. He played SEC schedules. He'd coached against it, recruited against it, had a good understanding of the league. I think it really helped him, what he's getting into. So from Levy's short amount of time of being in the SEC, that, that's an advantage over – I'm just saying that for me personally, there would be a different level of comfort like, I feel good about this hire. It feels in, in my heart and in my gut. It's, it's passing all the tests, right? But I don't know that I would necessarily feel as confidently about it if it was someone who had never coached a day in a Southeastern Conference because it is different in this league. The other thing is, places like Oklahoma, Ole Miss, you go through it, you understand, you build a football team from the inside out. Games are won and lost in the line of scrimmage. Quarterbacks are huge. you got to have skilled players, yes. But the real test is down there on the line of scrimmage, and that's where it's being won and lost. I think you get that understanding at places like that. You know the offense will be coached well. It will be a well-coached unit on offense. They will execute well. You know that. We didn't have that this year. And then, you know, this is what I said. This is another point to think about. And just like when State hired Mullen back in 2009, you're going to get a young coach, an aggressive coach, a smart coach, young, aggressive, smart, 
that's going to say to himself, okay, if I want to do this for a living, if I want to make a career as a head coach, I must succeed here. You can't fail. It's got to work. And I like that added pressure that goes along with that. you got to have some pressure in there on that uh, as well. So those are some of my basic thoughts on it. Uh, Glenn comments on YouTube. He says, exciting hire in Levy. It'll be interesting to see how he handles the D.C. hire. I hope he keeps Bumpus on staff. I agree with all that. <clears throat> uh, Michael says, Hail State. Will said, happy first Monday of the Levy era. Bobby is on Facebook on the Murray West live thread. He says, I don't like the hire. I think they could have hired better. At least someone with head coaching experience. Um, oh, here's another thing. You know, you know, it is clear what direction Zach Selman wanted to go with this, right? By making this hire of Jeff Levy. When when I was in the past and like last week and the week before talking about you could take two different roads, you could go over here and you could say, we're going to get someone who is not looking at this as a stepping stone but will want to come here and like coach for 15 years. Or you can say, it's fine if somebody wants to come here and use this as a stepping stone as long as they're successful quickly. And I think the latter is the direction they went. You know, you look at a Jeff Levy and do you on the front end go, okay, well, this is his last stop. You can coach for 20 years here and call it a career. You don't look at it that way, do you? They went young, aggressive, got to win now. And I liked what I heard him say is with an wide open transfer portal and you can throw money around and pay players, there's no such thing as an excuse to have rebuilding years. Maybe there is some reality there, but you know, if you can work the portal, you can go flip that roster now, or parts of it anyway. All right, let's go over to the phone line, the Divini Equipment phone line, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home at Divini. Robert on line one. Thanks for calling, Robert. What's up? Hey, Matt, I got about four questions for you. Okay. Uh, maybe five. How long was Ornette defensive coordinator at State? Uh, he came in with Mike Leach in 2020. Okay. And I think he did a pretty good job with He was an excellent defensive coordinator. Defense. Yes, no question about it. I agree with you. Now then, our new guy is an offensive coordinator. And it's often been said, you know, as far as moving Ornette in there, that, you know, all the other responsibilities and duties and everything you got to do as a head coach got a little bit past him. Mm, yeah. Could that be a problem with an offensive? It absolutely could. If you're looking at what is possible, absolutely it could. Robert, there are no guarantees in this stuff. And and when somebody, oh, when somebody is coming in and hasn't been a head coach yet, it's perfectly fine for you as a fan or anyone else to have a little reservation going, well, I don't know. There's no way to know. There's just no – it's a toss-up. There's no way to know. Because I'll be honest with you, Robert, 
knew and what we knew about the personality and sort of the intensity of Zach Arnett as a defensive coordinator, yep. I would have thought that he would have really handled that responsibility well. And not, But he kind of changed, and it seemed like he kind of got in over his head. It's a toss-up. There are no guarantees. That's why you, know, you take a guy like Levy, I like everything I see about it. But the rubber meets the road when he starts building the team and and you know between now and next August and there's no guarantees you got to go out and make it happen and i know that's like a big broad statement but i with you there's no guarantee that he's going to be a great head coach he's got to go be one first Pat, i agree with you 100% Pat. now then Yeah, no, I'm with Whatever you on that. Hey, and Robert, with the music playing, so, what so do you think on those? when we come back from the break, I'm going to address that. Motivation, the portal, and what about Will Rogers? We'll hit all that, those three, plus your comments when we come back right after this. I'm Matt. Just getting started with you on this Monday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. I'm Matt. Coming to your comments or texts in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Let me try this again. Hey, B. Hey, Matt Wyatt. Hey! Can I tell everybody what today is? Like, the big deal about today? I suppose. Have your permission? Uh, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to the show, you comment, you text, you call, whatever. Today would be a good day to do one of those things and wish Beaver a happy birthday. Hey, take a bow. How many is it, Beav? 41. That a baby. 41. He's just, you're just a little guy. You're just a young guy. Yeah. Him's just a little guy. Him's just a little guy. Happy 41st birthday to you. You going to celebrate big? You got cake? You know, anything? Is that later? No? Yes? I don't think I have any of those things. Okay. Okay. Not that I know of. Do you still want a dog for your birthday? Yeah. You, you I want do. one? I would love one. Beaver, I am going to tell you a story of something that just happened literally within the last five minutes during the commercial break. This is zero exaggeration. It is your birthday. It is a miracle that I'm not standing here out of breath right now. Because here's what has happened. 
within the first 20 minutes of this radio show starting. The homecoming queen has called me and sent me pictures. She has picked up a stray dog. Okay. Near, like, off of Main Street in Tupelo. Brings it home. Puts it in the backyard. Okay. We hit the commercial break a minute ago, right after Robert called. She comes, like, running through here. Hey, come out here and real quick and look, I got to take you back. I got to take the dog back. I was like, what, what do you mean? She's like, I called the vet, and the vet says she's probably got puppies. I got to take her back down there. <laughs> and sure enough, it's a mama dog, and, you know, you can see that she has recently had some puppies. And so after loading this dog up, bringing it here, put it in the backyard, we've now, during the commercial break now, Beaver, I run down with her. She's like, okay, all right, I'm going to open the back door of the car. I open the gate on the fence. The dog takes off. Annabeth does a Pete Rose slide dive trying to catch this dog. This was three minutes ago. She's sprawled out in the driveway after the dog has put on a nice little Barry Sanders stiff arm. Whoop! Goes right past her. Does a big circle throughout the yard. I lean down. I start going, come here. The dog runs to me. I pick her up. Big dog, by the way. Put her in the back seat. Slam the door. Come running back into the studio, upstairs, get to the microphone, just in time to hear the last part of the commercial break going, and now I smell like dog. (laughs) I smell like wet, stray dog. Now, all of that to say, Beef, I just kind of had to get that out of my system. You know? All of that to say, even though we got to take this dog back, and, and deliver it to wherever she may have puppies stashed away somewhere. There may be a dog for you that comes out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, a, A1. So you're telling me it smells like up dog over there at it, your house. What's up dog? <laughs> <laughs> B2. What, what, what kind of dog are we talking about here? Uh, just stray, black and tan. Looks like to me like it's it's obviously a mix that's probably got some Doberman in it. Beautiful dog now. And and you can tell that it did belong to someone at some point. Somebody's put her out because she's super friendly. And like hopped up in the back seat of the car riding around like she's done it a million times. You know what I'm saying? Like that this wasn't a wild animal. Anyhow, I'll give you an update as I get it. The most important thing in all of this, Beaver, is happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you. Happy birthday. All right. uh, We had a call from Robert. We've also got a ton of text messages to get to. So I'm going to just really quickly address three things that Robert mentioned in his call. I'm going to jump to the country, please, and text line. And then I'm going to come to your comments on the live stream. So Robert had three other questions. He's talking about, you know, Levy, what do you think? He says regarding motivating a team. That's hard to say unless you're in there. I don't I hadn't even had a chance really to like I don't know what he even sounds like much when he talks. Um, I know he did a little bit of talking last night. We'll talk with Neil Price later in the show who he he did the live appearance with him. 
Uh, so, I, you know, as far as motivating, I don't know. To me, I can look at body of work for a guy like Levy and see that does he know how to put an offense together and get it to go out and play? Yeah, he, he can do that. The other stuff is a toss-up. Run a team, recruit to a whole program, you know, inspire a fan base. You know, let's see. It's a toss-up. There it is. The portal part of it, I feel good about that. You know, you take someone who's young, who's done some work in the portal already successfully, um, Texas background, that whole thing, that looks like a, a plus to me. Um, and then regarding Will Rogers, all I can say, Robert, is that I agree with you. I don't care where where Will does or doesn't play, I'll be pulling for him. Uh, I really will. You know, does it change things for him regarding maybe staying? I just have no idea. I, I don't. I don't have any personally any knowledge that would lead me to believe one way or the other on that. But if he's playing here. If he's playing somewhere else, you know, if he goes, somebody called in here one, at one point and said that they thought he was going to go to Western Kentucky because of the connection to Drew Hollingshead, the former QB coach, inside receivers coach for Mike Leach at State, who's now running the offense at Western Kentucky. And maybe that is a fit. Wherever he goes, um, I'm a big Will Rogers fan. I think a lot of people are. And Carlos, that kind of answers your question. He texted earlier and said, Where's Will going? All right, so let me catch my breath here. And we got Patrick on the country pleasing text line. He says, I've yet to hear anyone mention this, but would Rogers withdraw from the portal with Levy coming in? Again, Patrick, I don't know. I, you know, I just don't. A lot of people out there do believe that Levy, you know, either does or may have a quarterback at Oklahoma who might want to leave and come over here and play for him. A lot of people asking about that. Uh, somebody said, could Lebby convince Arnett to come back as a defensive coordinator? Well, I doubt it. But if he could, this is the truth. Zach Arnett is one of the brightest young defensive coordinators in the country. Period. End of story. He was here. He was highly respected for what he did here. Uh, in those first three years under Mike Leach, he had opportunities with his phone ringing, didn't take any of those. He will have no shortage of opportunities as a defensive coach going forward. That's just the truth. Mansplain says, the more I read about Levy, the more I like him. Wants to run 81 plays a game. Quarterback gets rid of the ball quickly. There you go. Got to Got to process quickly. Yeah, hey, and on that note, let me let me jump in here to this. This was some of the stuff that that um, that the university put out last night when they hired him. And you know what I want to do is just take a quick look here and make sure that I know the places that he's coached. Okay, so so the last two years, 2022-23. He's been the OC QB guy at Oklahoma. Prior to that, 2020 and 21, he was OC QB coach at Ole Miss. Okay, so prior to that, eight, 2018 and 19, he was QB OC at UCF under Heupel, who's now at Tennessee. 
He was a place called Southeastern in 2017. Prior to that, from 2008 up through 2016, he was at Baylor. That included quality control, running backs coach, running backs coach. And then his history going way back goes back to being a student assistant at, at Oklahoma in the early 2000s after graduating from there. So, so Heupel, so Baylor, um, and then Heupel UCF, then Ole Miss two years, back to Oklahoma two years, now he's the head coach at State. So, so those being the places. But in terms of being an offensive coordinator, what I see is UCF for one year, Ole Miss for two years, Oklahoma for two years. She's talking about a five-year FBS OC quarterbacks coach. Four-year Power 5 OC quarterbacks coach. Does that make sense? Okay, so the numbers were his offense finished in the top six nationally three times in the last five years. Averaged 500 yards a game. Um... He's had five 3,000-yard passers. He's had 4,000-yard receivers. Okay, in 2020 at Ole Miss, his offense there broke the SEC record for total offense in conference play. They averaged 560 yards a game in conference play. And then his offense has totaled at least 70 plays of 20-plus yards since 2019, which is a really a large number. So, again, the acumen for offensive football is there, and to go fast and run a lot of plays is there as well. All right, just getting started. Lots of text comments coming your way next in the Bureau. Stick around. Here we go. Hey, whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. Back with you. I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! The home team. Update on the stray dog situation. Annabeth is somewhere in Tupelo with the stray dog she picked up earlier, who obviously had recently had puppies. And she's now following the dog, seeing if she'll lead her to where those puppies are. And updates to follow. If we find the stray dog with the puppies, I'll let you know. That, among many other things, storylines on today's show on this Reaction Monday. Not the least of which, the fact that it is Beaver's birthday. All right, continuing the conversation, somebody texted on the Country Pleasing text line and says, did you say it was going to be easy for him to put his staff together? Well, I mean, I don't know if it is or isn't. I'm just looking at it on the outside, looking in like you are, and I think, you know, somebody that you've been in multiple leagues, you've been at those kinds of schools, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, UCF, those kinds of places, you know, there's a little bit of a tree there. Um, I was talking to someone this morning who who believes – that most likely, barring something unforeseen, that the the offensive line coach that is up at North Carolina, University of North Carolina, I think his name's Randy Clement. Apparently he and Levy are close and close friends have coached together before and that that might be a likely uh, hire on the staff for offensive line coach would be that guy. You know, we'll see. As far as others, you know, I don't know for sure. I would just think that there's plenty of connections there in terms of putting the staff together. <clears throat> Uh, let's see, Nick texts the show. 
He says, Moorhead's problem was the same as Arnett's. Both tried to make two quarterbacks and offenses do a complete 180 from what they were successful at. Levy's not walking into that situation. It'll be his game from start to finish, which is a good thing. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in that, Nick, for sure. You know, the yeah, this mistakes, man. I don't know. You can't always chalk it up to, like, ego or something. I mean, guys are trying to figure out a way to, to do something uh, and get it in the end zone, but. You know, like when Coach Moorhead came, it's almost like he and John, the AD who hired him, they were they were they were trying so hard to depart from Mullen and to differentiate from Mullen and to distance from Mullen and erase Mullen. They were trying so hard that they were determined that you're going to go from this smash mouth running the football, which is what the offense was built for with Nick Fitzgerald, which they had worked it into a kind of a running machine the year before that they weren't going to just build on that and kind of continue it. Like, Hey, you tell me what terminology y'all use and we'll adjust. No, it was, here's our offense. We're going to analytics people to death and we're going to be cute and we're going to throw it all over the field and be super duper throw and run balanced and with the same people. And, all you did was prove that it was a dumb decision. Like, you know, so, yeah. Let's see. Sean texts the show. Says, hiring someone with head coaching experience is not always the best hire. Just ask a and <laughs> I mean, look, Sean, here's what. I know that it's not hard-hitting analysis. It's not something you can jot down in ink and stick it in your wallet and bring it back out later and say, well, Matt gave me an I told you so. I, I realize that. I realize it's not a hot take. What I'm about to say is not a hot take that's going to make for a million clicks on social media. I get it, but it is 100% true, Sean, exactly what you are saying. It's a toss-up. All of this stuff is a toss-up. You do all the research. You have certain boxes you're trying to check. Certain things you prioritize based on the situation. The situation for every school and every program is not the same. It's not the same at A&M as it is at State. Situations are different. Schools are different. Fan bases are different. But your situation, do check the boxes you think you need to check. Make the best decision you think you can make to go ahead and immediately jumpstart something. You know, Nobody's doing anything anymore that takes three years to develop. It's, it's now. And then roll with it. And it's 50-50. I mean, Jimbo Fisher had a national championship, had a Heisman winner. They paid him more money than they've ever paid anybody to coach in the SEC the day he showed up, like sitting head coach, head coach experience. What did it do for him? It's a toss-up. The entire college football media world praised the Joe Moorhead hire. Two years later, Flat. Won eight games because you had three first-rounders on defense. That's it. Recruited by somebody else. <laughs> I mean, they don't know. You got egghead media, mushy-head media types out here putting grades beside hires on social media. They don't know. Some of them never been right about anything. <laughs> Some of them have so little self-confidence, they would not dare look you in the eye and say, I don't really know. They're all toss-ups. I'm just doing this for attention. But that's the truth. Sean, you are exactly right. 
Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona, says, Forgive the long text, and I said this at the time. I think Moorhead's deal was more about going straight from small school assistant to Penn State offense coordinator where they had much, much better talent than 99% of the teams they played. State hired him after just two years there. Mullen and Levy, too, had to make their offenses work at disadvantaged places before doing it at better places. Much more experience there than Moorhead had. I mean, when you look at the Mullen deal, I mean, they were up there creating Heismans and beating everybody's brains out at Utah. That was before Utah had ever done anything, right? And then Florida and all the success of multiple you know, quarterbacks. And really, this thing with Levy, he's not to the same degree. He doesn't have the national championship rings or the Heismans that I guess that that um, <clears throat> Mullen had per se exactly. But you're right, similar deal. Like you go to UCF and light people up, you know. You go to Ole Miss in your first year, his first year there coaching the offense at Ole Miss, they went faster than everybody and averaged – more yards per conference game than anybody ever had. So it's a pretty good track record, actually, offensively, which is really, you know, it's all you got right now. Uh, Grumpy is enjoying the show, he says, from northwest Arkansas. But it's cold up there. It's cold in northwest Mississippi, let alone northwest Arkansas. He said he's very excited about Jeff Levy. Bulldog Blitz text the show and said, Robert's call is my issue. He said, I am optimistic on Levy. He said, but I think it's a bad look for Selman. Character issues will have people waiting and watching for him to screw up. What character issues, what Jeff Levy character issues? I'm, I'm all ears. I'm listening. I'm listening for Jeff Levy character issues that you reference, Bulldog Blitz. Send me links. I'll read it, and I'll make sure I'm educated on it. Uh, St. Louis Vic said, Matt, there's a glitch in the matrix. What is he talking about? <laughs> what? Um, let's see. Oh, people were talking about where Will Rogers might go. Somebody commented and said, Will's brother is at Southern Miss. Yeah, that's right. Kellum Consulting is wishing happy birthday to Beaver. Beaver's 41st birthday. Happy birthday. Denzel White Denzel, Country Pleasing Text Line, says, Never thought I'd see the day that the veer and shoot would come to Starkville. Fascinating offense and a very fun one. Uh, Troll Tide, Texas Show, says, Happy birthday, Beaver. Congrats on making it to your fifth decade. May, your, may you face no obstacle to your birthday cake greater than the Auburn defense. <laughs> what, a way to, you know, what a birthday wish. Uh, Tim, regarding Moorhead, says uh, Joe was there for two years and he beat Ole Miss twice. And he did do that. Again, it helps to have two first-rounders on defense that you didn't have to recruit. Somebody, somebody else recruited them for you. And Joe's a great guy. It, just, it was not the, the right time or the right place. And, you know, again, he was kind of at the beginning of this new era of there's just no such thing as waiting five, six years for somebody to build something. That, that will never happen again. Over on the live stream, the uh, Murray West live thread, Debbie comments. She's on Facebook and says, Happy birthday, Beaver. Lots of emojis, including a birthday cake. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. We got some more here. Uh, she also said, Hail State to the Murray West family. Yep, murraywest.com. Need something embroidered. Large order, small order, anywhere, doesn't matter where you're from, go there. Look them up online. 
MurrayWest.com. Family-owned contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi going all the way back to 1996. They do a great job. Uh, Langston, look who it is, on Facebook said, Matthew, too excited about this hire. Dogs, basketball men are number 22 now, number one power ranking in the SEC. Yeah, rankings, man. Langston, I'm not trying to bust bubbles. Congrats on being ranked. It's great how it would, you know, for whatever it's worth. But here's my here's my logical roadblock I'm running into regarding college basketball rankings. We have a tournament, a postseason tournament that lets 68 teams in it. Yet all year long, we're going to rank 25 of them. <laughs> now tell me what sense that makes. Does it make any sense? Are we just, really, it's a real question. Does it make any sense or are we just doing that because that's what we've always done? That don't make no sense. It doesn't. You're going to let 68 teams into the tournament but only rank 25 all year long. How lazy are we? Rank 68 of them. <laughs> that would be a lot more interesting. All right. Listen here, hour one is in the books. Hour two, a real treat for you. Coming up the start of hour two. You don't want to miss it. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. <laughs> 